Tonight we'll be continuing with this uh, practice of loving kindness, of friendliness, and exploring these two categories, the, the category of the difficult person and also the category of all beings. It's a lot of beans for a night, so we'll see how we do. <laughs> I think we can do it. And as I was reflecting on this, it, it felt like uh, just really feeling into how um, both of these categories can meld and support each other. Like what I notice is, especially around all beings, I... I I love that aspiration, and I really do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that aspiration to have kindness towards all beings. It's just those particular beings that are difficult that get in the way. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, okay, I need to begin with difficult beings. So I think it, it can really uh, fit together. And the, the definition uh, for loving kindness that helps me in this practice is this simple act of seeing the goodness in others or oneself and wishing them well. So sometimes what I'm doing is I'm, I'm seeing if I can open up my heart to the goodness of the being in front of me. And this takes a different dimension around a difficult being for me because it's, it's challenging Sometimes what I, I look for is, oh, this person, this or this being, it could be any being, is um, wanting uh, sometimes happiness or relief in some way. It might be in an incredibly unskillful way, yet there's some impulse that has the potential for goodness. It's just twisted maybe in a way. And all beings, it's, it's just, well, I'll go over how we're going to be doing it, but it's that same thing of seeing if we can touch the goodness of the being that, that, is, that is arising. And just a few things to remember, which I find helpful around the difficult being, is that when I'm cultivating kindness or friendliness towards the difficult being, it doesn't mean that I'm approving of or condoning maybe unskillful actions that they've engaged in. And this is really important because sometimes when I start, it can feel like I'm doing that, but there's a big difference. It's not about, again, supporting maybe unskillful actions, but touching something deeper about them. Also, what's been important for me is, is that when I'm practicing or cultivating kindness or friendliness towards a difficult being, it doesn't mean that it's going to open up the possibility of some kind of connection. And I remember getting hooked by this. I was, uh, I was doing a month, uh, only of, I did an entire month uh, long retreat of doing loving kindness. And my, uh, there was the, the difficult being I was working with was this person that I had a lot of conflict within this organization. You know, it was a long retreat, and so there was a point where I really started cooking along. Like I could feel the heart open towards this being. And then, of course, as happens on retreats, right, my mind started to spin off of like, I can't wait. Like I'm in such a different space. We're going to connect again. We're going to be able to work together again. Having all these fantasies of how it's going to work out. 
And then after the retreat, there was another disaster in this organization. <laughs> and I realized, oh, okay, that's, that's something different, that, that wanting that, than, than simply kindness. And that experience clarified for me something about kindness. It is about this, can I allow the heart to be open? Not closed to the, this person, but there, there also might come with that some kind of discernment around this difficult being of how to navigate them. So again, I want to be clear about that. Another thing that I started to notice working with difficult beings in this practice is for me to to begin to allow the heart to open to the difficult being, the challenging being, um, I need to have some kind of feeling of relative safety. And if I don't have that, it it can be difficult because the heart, often my heart is closed for a particular, for good reason. Often it's because I've been hurt in some way or I feel hurt. Sometimes I feel deep hurt. And so it's like the heart is telling me to be cautious. Like, Brian, do you really want to do this? You know, this might mean you get hurt if you open your heart. And so it's been helpful for me to remember that. Can I establish some kind of relative safety of the heart? And this also means that there might be difficult beings where it's just inappropriate to practice this at this point. So to honor where the heart is rather than just blindly driving through what's, what's arising in the heart. So I think this is important, just discerning about the difficult being that you're going to work with tonight. And how do I establish that safety? You know, some of it is through the practice of kindness. You know, may I be safe? May I allow myself to be held in kindness where there's a little bit more safety? Or for others, I think this is where it's so helpful to have some kind of faith or devotion in in the Dhamma, allowing, you know, the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha to hold us in some way. Or whatever, whatever allows you to have some of that feeling. And then it's offering kindness, because it's like I'm, I'm sitting in a place of stability as a result of that. So maybe remembering that as, as we go through this. And also remember, this is, this is a practice. So of course it's going to be choppy and messy and partial in terms of this exploration and what you discover, possibly. And then uh, a few other things that I find helpful around the difficult person. And again, this might have been given already, but if I'm having a hard time sometimes seeing them as a child, makes it easier. Or, as I find really helpful, to place them at a distance, a distance where it feels safe to offer kindness. So maybe on the other side of the room, mm-hmm. right, or the other side of the state, or the other side of the country. And really having it dependent upon the feeling sense, oh, okay, yeah, I can feel space to allow something different for the heart. So it's this whole exploration around that. So those are some things to to keep in mind when we're uh, exploring the difficult being. 
And then for the category of all beings, you know, when we transition to that, I want to point out there are many, many ways to practice doing loving kindness or friendliness towards all beings. And I'm just going to share one tonight. And that's um, uh, more kind of opening the mind really quite broadly, like to the kind of to the entire earth and the earth herself. And then it's, it's almost like a, it's like a choiceless awareness style of all, of all beings where you're just noticing the being that arises in the heart. So it might be anything from your neighbor to a chipmunk you saw today to, you know, the person on retreat or a staff person or a blue whale in the sea. Just noticing, you know, the different beings and then we're going to take, when a bean arises and you take uh, some time to do, you know, a set of phrases or two sets of phrases towards that bean and then you move on to the other bean, to another bean. Another way of uh, doing this is not particular beans, but also uh, groups of beans might randomly come up. You know, may all ticks be safe. <laughs> they sometimes feel like they they have a cuteness that comes for me when I bring them into my heart. I mean, what they want is so, so modest, just a, a teeny bit of blood. And... <laughs> they just want to be happy. It's not their fault that they're carrying the bacteria of Lyme. Well, maybe your heart will soften around them. Or it could be categories, like, like uh, in the metta chant that you do in the evening. Like, uh, it can be interesting. You know, one category that's interesting to me is all breathing beings. It gives a you know a, a feeling of that, so so there might be categories that that arise uh, that fit. So again, I'll be kind of opening up, noticing the being that arises or beings, one or two sets of phrases, and then moving on. So it's really fluid. The way it will unfold this evening, just to, to uh, give you a preview of how we'll be doing this, is uh, first beginning with a very uh, the easiest being it is for you to cultivate kindness towards, even if it's a pet, you know, pet cat or a pet dog or benefactor, or the, the being that's in that category. So we start where it's easiest. And we'll be, again just be doing a few sets of phrases towards the easy being, and then towards yourself. And when you're doing it towards yourself, you might want to play with the sense of what's going to allow a sense of uh, kind of opening the heart to yourself in a way that's stabilizing, a kind of sense of safety and kindness or being held by kindness. What evokes that? Then moving into a difficult being. Um, So often I realize I give the instruction that probably many of you heard heard around this is don't pick the most difficult being in your life to begin with. And I also know when I say that there's probably people that are like, eh, you know, I'm going for it. You know, so it's it's kinda like <laughs> it's kinda up to you, but 
sometimes it's good to, to practice where it's a little bit easier. I just want to put that in there, and then, you know, I don't know what you're doing in there, so you'll do what you do. Yeah. So it's kind of up to you in terms of that. And then we'll move into all beings. And, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll kind of prime us with maybe just saying a few phrases, but really do use the phrases that, that uh, resonate for you, that really work for you in terms of the uh, uh, practice of loving kindness. Okay, so I invite you to allow your attention to come inward and to find a, maybe a relaxed yet upright position. And I invite you to begin by allowing the attention to rest at the heart center. And if putting a hand at your heart center helps with that resting in there, feel free to do so. Of course, you don't have to, but if it's helpful... And as you allow this resting with the heart, you just might want to check how the heart center is feeling. It might feel calm or steady. Or it might feel hesitant or guarded. Or open. However it is, is okay, just resting with it. I now invite you to bring into your heart a being who is very, very easy for you to have this quality of kindness towards, where it's easy to touch their goodness and wish them well. Uh, 
allowing this being to put a smile on your face. Now taking some time to wish them well. Maybe something like, may you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be at ease. So now using your own phrases towards this being. And continuing with this being who it's very easy for you to have this kindness towards.
I now invite you to transition to cultivating this feeling of kindness and friendliness towards yourself. Maybe utilizing what helps you cultivate kindness towards yourself. Maybe seeing yourself in a pleasant setting or a smile on your face. Touching your goodness. And wishing yourself well. Maybe something like, may I be safe? May I be happy? May I love myself just as I am? May I be healthy? May I be safe? May I be at ease? And as you continue to offer kindness towards yourself, you might want to allow yourself to be held by that kindness that allows a quality of stability and safety.
kindness towards yourself. I now invite you to transition to a difficult person. A difficult person that feels appropriate just for this evening. Bringing them into your heart. Maybe find the right distance, placing them at a distance or seeing them as a child. And touching their goodness. And then wishing them well. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be at ease. Continuing with your own phrases towards this difficult being.
Continuing with this difficult being. Having a skillful distance. Touching their goodness. Utilizing the phrases. Continuing with this difficult being. I now invite you to begin to transition to all beings. And I invite you to do this by like opening the heart to the entirety of the earth. 
to the earth herself and all her beings. to the entirety of the universe, whatever resonates for you. So this quality of opening, expansiveness of the heart. And within that expansiveness, openness of the heart, to notice either the particular being or the particular group of beings that arises. And then rest for a while with that particular being or group of beings. And sharing a few rounds of phrases towards that being or beings. Touching their goodness, wishing them well. And then letting go of that being or group of beings and noticing the next being or group of beings that arise. Touching their goodness, wishing them well. And continuing in this way, letting go, noticing the new being or beings that arise, wishing them well for a while, and then moving on from there.
continuing in this fluid way. Noticing the being or beings that arise, wishing them well. Uh, Just a couple of things to keep in mind if you're going to be incorporating this into your loving-kindness practice, if this is part of your practice. Uh, I do find it important just around the difficult being to really take some time with uh, someone who's, or some being who it's relatively easy, and then yourself, and then uh, the difficult being. And all beings, uh, when I was, you know, doing this intensively, it was so sweet to go for a walk and do this, especially just as beans that you're seeing. There's something that really uh, buoyed the heart up, lifted the heart up in a way. So you might want to try that. What we'll do now is, um, in just a minute, is there'll be a chance if you have any questions or comments. 
And I want to be really clear, if you're wanting more silence or you find it disruptive with being in kind of a, a Q&A environment, really feel free to get up and leave. We'll just allow a minute or two if there's uh, folks who want to uh, prefer, prefer silence. So do feel free to do that. Don't, don't be shy about that if it would be helpful for your practice. So we'll just wait a minute here if there's uh, folks that are, are, would prefer to have silence. Okay, so uh, Don has the mic if you do have a question or a, uh, anything you'd like to share. Thank you. You know, I wonder how can you really develop loving kindness if you don't consider the suffering aspect of the person in front of you? Yeah, so um, the, for me, this is kind of definitely very commentarial, the, the object of loving kindness is the goodness in a being. And from that, what gets evoked is a kind of a particular flavor, and it's uh, compassion that has the object as as the the suffering of that being. So, so I'm trying to refine what is it to touch the goodness of a being, to allow that to to come up. It mm-hmm. is true for me. Sometimes, especially with a difficult being, uh, it's easier for me to soften my heart uh, more through the gateway of compassion than kindness for me. And so, I think it's really dependent upon. Maybe our individual propensities. But thank you for mentioning, yeah, that could be maybe an easier gateway at times. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, maybe back here. Yeah, one more. Okay, so maybe two things, if it's possible. So, so first thing is, I find I still find like a block with a difficult person. Like, I'm, I'm, my mind goes to like they don't deserve it or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it doesn't make sense really. But if you could say something about if I still have anger towards this person, so how can I do meta? How can I how can I send a meta if I have the if I have anger? And and the second thing is just about the posture. I find that if I want to to do meta in any way, I have to be like really comfortable in the body. Mm-hmm. But then I would kind of fall asleep sometimes. So 
this is a general question, I guess, but uh, if you see a relationship with Metta and that. Yeah, yeah. So the maybe the the second question first, and then the the first question. The yeah, it's that balance, isn't it? Is how can how can we find comfort, but not so much that we're sleepy? And what's that going to be like for your body, in some way? Because uh, it, it is really important that there is a level of comfort so that the the heart can soften. Um, and I think that's just playing around, whether it be in a more comfortable chair or lying down with your eyes open um, or something like that. And some of that might just be an exploration of what's going to work for this particular time, too, given how much energy or sleepiness is in the system. And then around the the anger and that blockage, um, Yeah, if so, it depends. You know, I think there's so many different ways I've played around with this for myself. So I don't want to say there's any one one way that's going to work for everyone. For me, if if I'm like in the mode of just just doing loving kindness again and again, some of it is is I'm just coming back to can I touch their goodness in the midst of that even if I have a quote-unquote blockage in the heart, I'm continuing with the phrases. And for me, the repetition over a long period of time can sometimes help shift that. So that's one thing, is just repetition. Anger arises. As long as it's not like overwhelming the practice, then that's the way it is, and we see what happens next. Um, sometimes if it's strong... Then I, then I revert back to a mindfulness practice, or often what I'll do is that's where I bring in self-compassion. So, so that I'm use, utilizing that as a way of softening the heart, but softening the heart towards myself first. Because I find that really quite helpful, and then I'll come back to the loving kindness. And it might be a back and a forth, back and forth for a while. Um, and then I think lastly in the mix is just patience around that. Um, and I guess maybe in the self-compassion, sometimes I have to acknowledge there is a kind of hurt there or something that's compromised that I really need to slow down with. Because it, it, there can be a tendency, not a, for everyone, I think it's characterological, but there are, you know, metta can be used as an attempt to override. So I do want to be sensitive to if, if what's arising needs more attention. Yeah. I hope that helps in some kind of way. Yeah. Okay, maybe one more and then, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm can is this your rule? So I'm I, I'm struggling a bit to understand the the category of the type of question to ask. How to categorize that in my in my head so I can pick phrases. And so for example, what, what is easy for me to do, but I'm not sure it's meeting the requirements of what you're after, uh-huh. is one, to start with aspirations for myself, because those are close to my heart. And then two, just to say, well, here's two examples. May your heart be open. May your day be filled with moments of quiet joy. Those, those are easy to say to everybody because I believe those. Nice. 
Yeah. So, well, I'm just wondering if that if those are suitable in some way for what you're what yeah. you're suggesting. Yeah, in terms of the phrases, so the latter part of what you're asking, I'm I'm just looking for phrases that express this feeling of friendliness, which is really about wishing them well. And it sounds like that has that feeling for you. Mm. Oh, this is this is how it's easy for me to wish others well, mm. and and we're just looking for the words that evoke that feeling. So there's, there's not really any requirement other than that of like, oh, this is what helps with cultivating the kindness. And that's what we're looking for as far as that goes. And I'm hearing those, those resonate for you. So I would definitely use them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the wonderful thing about this practice is, you know, what works for my heart? You know, some, some phrases work for some people and not for others. Yeah, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Okay, well, thank you very much for the evening, and yeah, may our practice go towards the the liberation of, of all beings. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.